Next Talk contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today we're talking with the founder and CEO of Protect Young Eyes, Chris McKenna. Um, Protect Young Eyes brings internet safety presentations to schools, churches, and organizations, and they also offer a ton of other resources that we're going to share and talk about today. Chris, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I am so glad to be having this conversation. Before we dive into your organization and all the great things that you guys are doing over there, tell us a little bit about your background, your family. Yeah, sure. They, they're a big part of stuff. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the Andrea, most important. my wife, we will be married uh, 20 years in November, and um, we're a couple of CPAs. We met in business college at Western Michigan um, in Kalamazoo. And all of our family on both sides is here in Michigan. So we've been Michiganders uh, from the very beginning, both of us. And then we have four children. Um, my oldest, my daughter, Lauren, she's a freshman. Um, I can't believe how high schooler now blows wow. my mind. And then we have uh, three boys all within 20 months. So then we have a fourth grader, a third grader, and a second grader, um, Cole, Blake, and Grant. And Cole Ooh. and Grant are twins. Cole is in fourth grade, Grant is in third grade. And then 20 surprising months later came Blake, my, my second grader. So, um, yeah, it's a bundle of fun. You're busy. What, what I love about this is people who are leading parenting organizations that are parenting like the In digital world today, the mm-hmm. real-time stuff, because it's changed a little bit. <laughs> we, we can't call our parents and say, hey, how are you going to handle Snapchat over there? Mm-hmm. You know, we're figuring this out. So I love that you're in it every night with your kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty open with parents, and we do a lot of parent presentations where I look right at them and say, you know, I don't I don't stand up here because I have all the answers. I stand up here because I am bumbling and stumbling. I am trying and failing and sometimes succeeding, just like every one of you. Now, I do believe that as parents, there are some things that if we do them persistently and consistently enough, it does tend to produce humans who learn how to use technology well but there really, as you both know, there isn't a prescription. If there was, we'd all write a book and retire. But there isn't what works for me is also always going to work for you. And that's, like you said, which makes it so complex and every day a slightly different animal to tackle. So, Well, thinking about that, um, I'm sure, I mean, you said you're both CPAs, you and your wife. So my curious question is where in the world uh, and what in the world led you to start Protect Young Eyes? How did you start that journey? Yeah, what's your career right? background there? Nothing I, yeah, this is never on any bucket list or five, ten-year goal sheet was this. Like, this was never um, a part of it. So, yeah, uh, I mean, kind of the, the, the progression to here, I was 12 years, um, I, I, I was a senior manager in business risk at Ernst & Young. So I have a business mind. I, I love that side of things. It's a fabulous job. From there, the Lord called me into full-time ministry. And so then I spent six full-time years in the local church, doing both church finance, fund development, fundraising, and I also led junior high ministry because those two things are so similar. So similar. Really not at all, but I <laughs> Makes love perfect to, sense. I, 
Uh, right, it makes perfect sense. I used to joke that, you know, my right brain gets to flex with the kids, and then I get to get into spreadsheets with all the church finance stuff. I still <laughs> got to keep, you know, that side of things. And so it was great. I did that at a large church here in Grand Rapids for about six years, and then for the past three years, I've um, done marketing for Covenant Eyes, but um, what Protect Young Eyes came out of was, you know, about five years ago, I just started hearing from my parents in ministry a lot of the same questions over and over again about, you know, social media was starting to become a thing, and kids carrying portable internet-ready devices started to become a thing. And as I was receiving these questions over and over again, the same questions, you know, because I had a consulting background, I said, well, wait a minute, let's put the answers in one place. And so that led to a closed Facebook group. Um, before, you know, closed Facebook groups were really a, a big thing, which is, you know, what a lot of organizations do now. We're like, you know, let's just, let's just get about a hundred of us together in this group and let's talk about what we're seeing. And so I started doing a lot of research. I put in a PDF document in that group and we just started having some conversations. Well, that led to a news organization here in West Michigan discovering this work. And it was right about the time that they were doing a big story about the Kick app, which we all know, has a long history of predatory activity. And so they were doing a story on a young girl who had a really unfortunate encounter on kick and then started highlighting our research, this was back in 2015, so that parents could get connected to what to know about all these different new apps. And that is really what then led to the creation of a website in 2015 as it became harder and harder to keep a static PDF document updated <laughs> um, and then from there, which at the time was just me, you know, that's over the years then has led to, um, we have a, a team of presenters now that travel the country. Um, the website is what we use as kind of our anchor for parents to use free. We want there to be no barriers between parents' problems and the best information for, you know, trying to solve those problems because that's what parents kept saying to me over and over again is I don't know where to go and I don't have time to find out. So we built the website in order to solve those two primary problems. And so far, it's doing a pretty decent job for us. So, What I love about this is um, your journey was happening about the same time as this Next Hop journey was happening in San Antonio. And I love how God has yeah. now brought us together because I feel like we um, we're doing the same thing, but in different lanes. Like y'all do so much great tech stuff, like review of apps, and um, you, I I feel like you guys have a good research team out there on on the apps and and putting out that information. Um, where our focus is a lot, we do some of that uh, minimal, but our focus is really on creating that conversation in surrounding it. So, you know, the conversation around sex trafficking, what does that look like with online strangers? So it transcends mm-hmm. through all the different apps. Um, and right, that was, right. you know, I, I, I just think it's so cool that you were on this journey compiling all this information while I was on this journey at the very same time and we didn't know each other existed. And God was showing me, you know, Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7, talk all the time about all the things and now we're, because of National Center on Sexual Exploitation and our partnership there with Safeguard Alliance, we get to now partner and come together and bring our resources and reach more families. I just think it's so cool to see God do that. Yeah, right. There's a great positive use of technology, right, where uh, social media did you know, bring 
our organizations together in that way through the Safeguard Alliance. So you're right. And it's true. You know, there are a number of us that are in different lanes, and that's why I'm, I'm so thankful for conversations like these so that we more clearly understand what each other's lanes are so that when parents come to us, we don't have to be the masters of all things. We can't with our small organizations. And we can say, oh, that's not us, but look at what Next Talk has or look mm-hmm. at what Protect Young Eyes has, you know, coming the other way. And I just think we can all be more efficient stewards of the little bit of, of resources, you know, that, that we work in control of and can more effectively help more parents that way instead of needing to know all things, like you said. Well, and like you said at the beginning, we're not experts. We're all trying to figure this out. We're all trying to help the kids stay safe online, um, you know, teach them to use devices like we teach them to drive a car. And we're, we're stumbling sometimes and we're getting back up and we're figuring out that process together. So we have to we have to bring our shared resources together. Um, and by the way, I recommend you guys all the time when anybody anywhere in the country where I go says, I need somebody, a resource, like to research the apps. I'm like, protect young eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're putting out some good stuff thank over you. there. Yes. Well, thank so thank you. you for doing that. In that same regard, someone who's listening and they're saying, okay, this is the first time I've heard of Protect Young Eyes. What can they expect to find when they go to your website? What resources do you have? It's going to be blog apps and devices, right? And those are right, first three right across the top in the main menu. So it leads with the blog and that's where we do research. We're going to deep dive into things. We're going to unpack iOS 13, which just you know, publicly launched in September to talk about some of the new features in iOS 13 and also point out some of the things that iOS 13 didn't fix that we really hoped it would, but it didn't when it comes to plugging some of the holes that are in screen time or, you know, what is the deep web or there's a VPN in my kid's phone. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Should they have a VPN? So we try to you know, both ask and then answer some of those questions by doing a lot of deep research there in the blog. And then as you've, you know, referenced, Mandy, the app section is, you know, we're constantly every week scrubbing. Katie is my content specialist. She's following a certain process to scrub what's out there, what's new, what's trending, who's doing what, and keeping that app section up to date. Not everything. You know, sometimes parents will say, well, I didn't find this app. And, you know, we say no to some reviews because... And we'll, we'll comment more anecdotally on what we've seen, but we're not going to do a formal review of every single app because it, there's a point where too much information creates paralysis in parents and they yes. don't know what to do. And so we, we really want to keep the list of apps that we've reviewed, the ones that have certain attributes, meaning they're high risk, high traffic, high impact on kids. And all the other ones, my, my point is if your kid is using one that isn't on our list, then they shouldn't be using it because there isn't enough sort of history and information about it to know whether or not your kid should be using it or not. So just stay away until you have other, you know, social credibility around it to know whether my kid should be using it or not. So the other part then is devices, the parental controls, whether it's on um, Android or uh, Kindle or Chromebook or Xbox or whatever. And we've actually started trying to use a different phrase that maybe we'll get into a little bit here. I think the word parental control is starting to get a really negative connotation around it because it creates this power struggle. That phrase creates this power struggle that exists between parents and kids. And at the end of the day, it's a war that we will always lose as parents. And so we've started to pivot a little bit and use the phrase caring control. Meaning there's a a level of caring control at an age-appropriate level 
that I want to have in the digital life of my kids that flexes younger is going to be stronger filters, older is going to be stronger trust and more accountability where I need to hopefully let them stumble and bumble their way technology without me a little bit. But there's some carrying guardrails that have been set up to know when they really get off of the rails so that I can step in and, and guide them back. So those are just some of the things we'll find on the website, some of the words, terminology, um, things that we like to use to describe how we view technology. So I think you guys do a really good job of getting in there with the details of like the operating system updating. Those are things that we don't do. And I think that that is a really good niche for you guys in, in providing that content. It's it's good stuff. And I, I love you putting it out on social media because sometimes you don't have time to go to the website. So it's there. And I, I love right. that. If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is sponsored in part by the PAX Financial Group and listeners just like you. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. There's big news if you are an investment client of USAA. Just recently, USAA announced that a Cleveland, Ohio corporation has entered into an agreement to purchase USAA Asset Management. They have always been an exceptional organization and will continue to serve our community well. But if you are considering a change, this might be the right time to look at San Antonio's PAX Financial Group. 210-881-5700, paxfinancialgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through PAX Financial Group. We have Chris McKenna here. He is the CEO of Protect Young Eyes. Um, he is also, he ha- has previously done marketing for um, Covenant Eyes. Uh, he has youth pastor ministry. He's an accountant. He's, he's got four kids. I was just going to say, and he most sounds importantly, like Superman. four kids at home. He's walking through. And a wife of 20 years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just, my husband and I just celebrated our 20th. And that's a big one. You got to do something big, Chris. Like celebrate. You got to. She's expecting a give, big gift. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. I need help there. So. <laughs> okay. Um, so tell us, top three things you guys are working on right now over at Protect Young Eyes. What are you, you just shared some things that we would see on our website, but, you know, what are three big projects or goals or vision? Just let us know. What are your, what are your top three priorities right now? Yeah. So, you know, as an organization, um, we are, uh, we're looking for more innovative ways at the local school level to create more lasting change as a result of us being there. So one of the things that's brand new, and you're the first organization that I'm even sharing this with publicly, is that we are looking at ways in which we can activate local small groups of highly motivated moms, to be perfectly honest, who would become subject matter experts on certain topics that are dangerous enough to know how to help most of the parents at a school with most of their questions so that Protect Young Eyes isn't a, call it a log jam where people are asking us to email in other ways and they're waiting two or two days maybe for us to respond. And we respond as fast as we can. But I think some of the most effective change could happen locally at a school. And I truly believe that there are parents out there who have the chops and the know-how to help most other parents with most of their questions. So we're exploring different ways to mobilize little, I'll call them like little mini geek squad-like 
groups of parents at schools to be that sort of tech resource there locally. So that's one thing we're working on. Um, another thing we're working on, Mandy, that you and I are, you know, have been collaborating on is we continue to work with the National Center on Sexual Exploitation very actively. Like every week, there's still, even though we're not talking about some of it publicly, almost every week there is something we're doing to further certain initiatives in D.C. on different topics of protecting children more effectively. The one that's most public is the Fixed App Ratings Movement, which we participated in the hearing back in July, and there's still momentum on that front. In other words, how do we create greater accountability, transparency, and independence around the way that we apply apps and descriptions, uh, ratings to apps and the descriptions of those apps in both Google Play and the Apple App Store, because right now it's a horrendously broken process. Um, on the other side of that, another spot that we're um, really exploring more is how do we update some of the foundational laws that are now 20 to 25 years old that are aimed at protecting children but could not have conceived of the digital risks that exist in 2019 when they were enacted, whether it's the Telecommunications Decency Act of 1996 or COPPA, which is from 1999-2000, right? They were well-intended, but they were never written to exist uh, you know, around the digital risks that exist today. And so something has to change with laws like those. And so that's another place we're spending a lot of time. And then, to be perfectly honest, um, Mandy and, and Kim, we are constantly, in fact, I have a one-hour meeting this afternoon with my presentation team. There's six of us now that do presentations around the country. You know, the information changes so quickly around what digital trends are out there. And so even though since September, our team has already done, I don't know, I think I just let, added up around 130 presentations around the country, we're already changing the presentation that we just redid in September for parents, and now we're redoing parts of it again. And so we are just constantly updating what we're saying to parents and how we're saying it. And like I said, we have a team meeting this afternoon to go over October's changes to our, our parent deck. And so that's a, a consistent project that we're always working on that is making sure that what we tell parents is the best and the most recent. I love that. I, I kind of want to go back to the fix app ratings because I think what you're doing there, I mean, I think it's so important. And again, I think that's a niche that you guys have that that I've loved that we could partner with you guys because we don't have the resources. We don't know how to affect legal action. And y'all are doing that and y'all are trailblazing that. And I love that we've created a partnership where we can give you information about what we're seeing and hearing and what kids are telling parents. And, you know, I'm really passionate about this ad thing. Um, I've sent you screenshots yeah. of ads popping up everywhere I present. I talk about it and I talk about your initiative and how we are able to send you things. And I actually have more screenshots that I need to send you because I was recently in Dallas and right after I spoke and I talked about your fix app ratings campaign and I told them about the ad issue that we are really trying to push yeah. you guys to get rolled into all this is and um, and he sent me screenshots of another another app that it happened on. And if if you are a new listener to Next Talk, what we're talking about is my son was playing a 9-plus bunny app game that I had vetted, and it was fine, and no connection to strangers, content was great, I allowed him to, to play it. He clicked where it said, click here for more tokens, and it took him to an ad in a 17-plus app 
and he saw two men naked in bed together with a girl standing over them talking about joining in for a threesome. And so that is unacceptable, in my opinion, because as a parent, I did everything right. I vetted the game. I played it with him. I made sure it was in his age. And the ads exposed him. And so I I say that example everywhere I go. And the more that I talk about it, the more parents send me screenshots that it's happening on other games. So I have actually some screenshots that I need to send you. (laughs) But I wanted to say thank you. Because I know when that first started happening to me and other parents were reaching out to me sharing their information, I didn't know who to get that to. And our organization does not deal in this space. And so that is where I love the collaboration. And I feel like real change can happen because this is y'all's lane and we can feed you what we have and you can incorporate it and it can help you determine with the lawmakers. But thank you for trailblazing that. Um, You're doing great work over there. Thank you. Yeah. And the ad part of it, I mean, every time I talk about fixed app rating, the one example that I give to make that initiative tangible to parents is I say to them, parents, did you know that the ads within your four or nine plus app do not have to obey the age rating of that app? And they look at me like, really? I'm like, I know it's ridiculous. It makes zero sense. And so thank you, Mandy. I know your examples are helpful and that is certainly one of the examples we give whenever we talk about the initiative. So, Yeah, well, you know, we're, we're pre- over here preaching about open communication and really teaching parents how to build this culture of conversation. And what happens is when we when they, we see that shift and they actually become a Next Talk family and they actually start talking about stuff, then the kids start reporting things. So we get access to all this information that four and five-year-olds are seeing, and I'm trying to find outlets on where I need to get that plugged into people to where real change can happen. And so when that partner with you guys happened, it was just a beautiful thing because I was like, this is wonderful. This is what I've been looking for. So that's great. Um, Excellent. So Chris, you know, I'm thinking about what you're talking about with you have six presenters now traveling the world. And I'm sure there's parents listening thinking, well, what could I expect at one of these presentations? What is it that you cover? And, um, you know, if people are interested in something like that, uh, what would they be able to gain? Sure, yeah. I mean, anybody can request more information about our talks just by simply clicking on the contact form. That'll give you a simple form to fill out. And Michelle, my assistant, who does all our logistics, would would organize that. So, you know, we talk about um, different statistics and then digital trends that support, you know, some of those numbers. And those are the trends that are changing all the time, whether it's related to the ubiquity of technology. In other words, there's no such thing as tech-free. If you don't talk to your kids about all the awkward things that nobody talked to you about when you were a kid, then either YouTube or their friend will. Um, you know, we used to say, just to show you how the trends change, you know, that phrase used to say, if you don't talk to them, then Dr. Google will, but all the statistics will tell us now. The kids don't Google things anymore. That's for old people. They YouTube things. It's their largest search engine. It's where they go. It's the number one destination for kids. It's not Snapchat. It's not Instagram. It's YouTube. And so if parents don't understand YouTube, and they're not understanding the life of their teenager. And so we point parents towards those places. We have certain words that we use that characterize what we hope the digital relationship of trust looks like. So we, we talk a lot about putting deposits in the digital trust bank. And there are certain words, we have five words that they would hear us use around co-play, around caring control, around conversation, right? All these words that typically put deposits in your digital trust bank. Because when something horrible happens, and it's only a matter of when, it's not if, we all use that phrase, right? But you got to leave the ignorance of the land of if and embrace the when and say, is there enough 
deposit in your digital trust bank for your kid to trust you when those horrible things happen. And so we couch a lot of the things, you know, we have to talk about a lot of scary things. We've done some horrific but necessary research in social media platforms that maybe I know you've seen. And that's not to incite fear in parents because fear is where the enemy wants us because that's when we do nothing. We want that to point towards action. We want that to point towards how can we take this knowledge of these horrible places and translate that into actions that create digital trust. Because if my kid doesn't trust me, they'll trust something or someone else. And that thing, be it a YouTube search or that someone else, maybe a friend, may not have the foundation of, of faith or morality that I want them to. I, as mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or guardian, need to be the first source for that when situation. So that's just a, a snippet. Those are some of the things that they would hear, some of the phraseology and some of the things that we believe in that I think tend to make parents feel very equipped and encouraged by the time they leave our talks. Awesome. And you do those at churches, organizations, schools, anywhere that you're called to? That's right. Yep. Anywhere that we're called to and our speaking schedule is public. You know, anybody can see where we're going to be at. Or, you know, in a free weekly newsletter that anybody can get, either by filling out the form on the website, or they can anytime text the word PROTECT, P-R-O-T-E-C-T, to the number 66866. And that comes out every Thursday. It's a free email, and that always has at the bottom our speaking schedule for the next month. So a number of ways for parents to see or through Facebook events, where we're going to be, and typically they're open to the public. Schools love it when people from the community come in and check out what they're doing. So, Chris, it's been great to have you on the show. Great information, great resources at protectyoungeyes.com. You can find out more information about one of their presentations and anything else you might want to know. We appreciate your time and your partnership, Chris. Thank you so much, both of you. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Next Talk.